the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, we, you, you might recognize uh, this passage because we read it every year on the last Sunday before Ash Wednesday, last Sunday of Epiphany, Sunday before Ash Wednesday, we read Matthew one year and Mark one year and Luke one year. So you might be wondering why we're reading again, but, but as I said, today is the actual Feast of the Transfiguration, and it's one of the only times when it falls on a Sunday um, that it, it actually boots the, the normal readings for the day, um, the presentation of Jesus in the temple and uh, the circumcision of Jesus and the holy name of Jesus are the other, the other two um, feasts that, that sort of that trump um, uh, the Sunday elections. And so, uh, as I said before, um, partly that's because of the importance of, of really putting forth not only not only this this powerful image of of the preview of the resurrection, ascension, glory of, of Jesus, uh, and having having that voice come come down and confirm all that is being done. Um, in and through Jesus, apart from the law and the prophets, and, and sort of putting putting Jesus um, first and foremost. Um, but it's also it's also the other than the baptism, right? It's the it's that other other time when the whole Trinity is at work as well, right? Where you hear you have the cloud coming that's the Holy Spirit and the voice of God the Father and Jesus being there. Much like the baptism of Jesus, you have the dove descending upon Jesus and the voice of God and, and Jesus being there as well. Um, so there's these two, these two events and the baptism of Jesus is always on the Sunday after um, Epiphany, so we always have it on a Sunday anyway, so that's, it's not like a separate day. So a lot of these days already fall on Sundays like Easter. Uh, for instance, and so you don't obviously push it away. Um, so, so all that, to, all that to be said, this is the importance of why we have this today. And I thought for for us, as I, as I said earlier, that this is this is a good opportunity, um, as as well as any to to offer up um, our own prayers and our own intercessions, um, because that's really what this is about anyway. Right, this is Jesus invites three of his disciples to come up onto the mountain to pray. And as they're praying, Jesus is transfigured into this bright white and transformed in, in front of their front of their eyes. Um, and they also fall asleep because it seems like they always fall asleep when they're praying, right? I don't know. So, I mean, I must confess, there's there's times when I've gotten away that there's nothing quite as great as a holy nap, right? I mean, <laughs> a holy nap is, is a wonderful, a wonderful, blessed time just to be and rest in the Lord and, and fall asleep. It's like being slain in the spirit, except it's the Episcopal version of being slain in the spirit, right? You're just taking a sort of a holy nap um, and, and rest, but... They fall asleep, right? And then they wake up, and there's Elijah, and there's Moses, and 
And Peter says, you know, like Peter does, like, this is great that we're here. Uh, we should build three booths, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. We could charge admission, we could make some money. Like, it would be awesome. Like, this is, we have building fund, we have a playground right out there. It would be, be great. Um, luckily, God's like, uh, here comes the cloud. But, but it's amazing, right? What, what's amazing is, in this, is, is the voice of God, which is not a rebuke, not a... Not anything other than, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased, listen to. Or it's just a proclamation of, of, of who Jesus is and, and love. Right? And we have this, again, not to beat a dead horse over the last several weeks, but it, but it, bears, but it bears repeating because we still are like in fights all over the country about we need to put the Ten Commandments up here, there, there, you know, everywhere. Which the Ten Commandments are great, right? God gave them to Moses on the mountain. But the law also, as we keep reading all through the Romans, is just to remind you that you're not good enough. Right? I mean, you can't do it. You keep doing the things you don't even want to be doing. Whereas grace in Jesus is is redemption. And so while it's good, certainly to, to have the Ten Commandments is this, this reflection of, of what God has done and, and the law that God has given in order to be a covenant people. That in and of itself falls short of the glory of God because the glory of God is found in Jesus. And moreover, the glory of God now is found in us because we have Christ in us, living through us through God's Spirit. And now we can be transfigured and transformed, which is the other important part of this passage, right? That is, that is the Spirit of God doesn't just dwell in Jesus. The Spirit of God dwells in us and through us. And so... As we come together to pray, what, what, better, what better day to ask for God's, for God's blessing, for God's healing um, to be upon us than upon this day where we retreat up the mountain um, and we withdraw into a separate sacred space um, for time. And then we we're blessed and we have to come back down the mountain and go back out to the world which is an important aspect as well you can sit here and preach all day long on these things right because there's so there's I'm not going to but <laughs> but I mean the, the importance of withdrawing is to, to be refreshed and to be filled with God's spirit is, is vital you know it's we don't have you don't have we get beat down sometimes um, not as much in the Episcopal Church, um, but we beat down about you need to be, you know, in daily prayer every day. Um, you have to spend your time with God, and, and prayer is all good, and, and not saying you shouldn't spend time with God in prayer as often as possible, but more, the important part is that we do find times to withdraw, to not, you know, beat ourselves up that we don't pray enough, or we're not holy enough, but that, that when we 
pray, we enter into this holy time with God, a God who wants to be present with us. And we don't need to bring sacrifice, and we don't need to pay lots of money, and we don't need to do this, and we don't need to do that, and that's, again, all the law. Um, we just need to come with open hearts and open minds and open spirits um, to receive the glory that God has to give us. And we need to make time to do that regularly, um, to go up. Secondarily, we don't stay up on that mountain forever, right? We come down into the world. Because one of the, one of the things that we, we are called to do is to reflect who Jesus is in the world. To be like a stained glass window where the image of God um, shines brightly out of us so people can, can know who Jesus is. You know, you've, you've been, uh, my guess is, you've been around people who when you're with them, it's like a bright light of, of God's grace and love like just shines off of them. And you just, like, oh, wow. The glory is, that also is, can be any one of us. Because it's not because that person is so, so holy, so great. Maybe, they, I mean, they are. But so can you be through God's love. God's the one who does all this stuff. And that's the best part about prayer anyway. And because it's, it's not anything that you do. You're not so great that God answers your prayers. God answers your prayers because God loves you. Pure and simple. Um, that's it. Um, Catherine, Catherine Jeffescori, the presiding bishop, just one, just one presiding bishop ago, said, um, you know, we don't get to just take part in, in um, the resurrection and, and death of, of Jesus. Um, we also get to take part in the baptism of Jesus. And here, you're my beloved son. I listened to him, that sort of stirred up a whole bunch of clergy. Like, like um, But I thought, that's very true. And, and so the same would be true for this transfiguration, right? We don't just share in Christ's baptism and his death and his resurrection. We share in Christ's transfiguration that indeed, again, cloud comes over us and says, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved child. Listen to them. I'm pleased with them. Bless them. And this is what we have in Christ today. And this is what Peter was talking about when he's writing this letter, saying, not only was I there, not only do we hear this voice, not only am I a witness, but now I'm a living example of this reality because this has now happened to me and now I'm sharing this with you and I'll continue to share it until my own exodus departure, um, mimicking Jesus' departure from this world. So, um, as, as we, so, so the sermon's ending right here in going into, into instruction, so to speak, of, of, um, and a little bit of encouragement. So as we begin the litany of healing, um, in a couple minutes, uh, the, it begins with, let us offer before, 
before God those for who we have in prayers. And so I, there's going to be there's going to be that bidding after the confession, and then I invite you just to to uh, pray. So when we when we when we um, we're going to be kneeling for the confession, I invite you just to to go back to sitting for the litany of healing, or you can stay kneeling if that's more comfortable. But if if sitting, you don't need to stand, but just kneeler, then you can just sit back down and and and, and be, um, and we'll offer offer prayers, and then we'll have a litany of healing. Um, we're we're beginning with the confession because there's really there's really um, not only are we praying not only are we praying for for physical healing, um, but but especially anything any sort of emotional healing. God wants to heal our whole spirits, our whole hearts. There's really as we've talked about um, the last couple of weeks, there's, there's really two things, those weeds that the enemy sows in us. We talked about the weeds. Um, one, is, one is guilt and one is shame. Guilt, guilt says, I've been bad, I've done bad things. Guess what? Um, there's an easy thing to do to get rid of guilt, and that's confess. Because all of your sins have been forgiven. So therefore, if you confess your sins, God forgives your sins, you don't have to be guilty anymore. The end. Um, shame is is um, those things where people say things. The enemy says you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not holy enough. You're not this enough. Blah 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 blah. You should 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 should. And and that's just um, and those healing prayers can just be be prayed for by allowing that cloud to come over us and God's voice to clearly said, "You are my beloved. Listen, I'm well pleased." Um, and all that, and just to hear that. So, we're going to confess, then we're going to do that, and then um, I'm going to pray, and then as you as you feel led to, to come up for anointing, I invite you to do, to do that, um, to be anointed. I'll be here, and Gwen will be here to anoint with oil. So, um, yeah, I just want this to be a transfiguring moment for us as a parish. That's really all that it mostly came, comes down to that God invites us to, to shine brightly. We're not going to sing Shine, Jesus, Shine, but we could if you know Shine, Jesus, Shine. Um, I didn't even think of that. That's not one of my favorite songs. Um, but anyway, I don't know why that's in my brain. But now, now I'm lost. Um, but really, we it, it's a gift, right, to to um, Get to draw into the to the glory and presence of Jesus and, and allow God to, to be in us and, and dwell within us so, uh, and to share that. So let us uh, humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God that we indeed might be uh, freed from any guilt that we might have that we're not good enough. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and 
Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins for our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for making us your children, for filling us with your spirit. We pray that your spirit may come upon us in your healing grace and power now. We pray for those that we intercede for, that they may be healed fully and totally in body, mind, and spirit. Pray for each person here who's sick, that you'd come upon them. And heal them. We pray for each person who suffers 
shame that you would take that away, that they would be made known to you fully. But they are worthy of love and grace. Come, rest upon these, your children, O Lord. Fill us with your love, your grace, your healing might. We command any spirits that are not of you to depart and not block our prayers, but receive fully and totally the love and grace of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Come, Spirit. Fill us and renew us and make us whole. In Jesus' name. who wish to receive anointing, I invite you to come forward.
Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the outpouring of your love and your grace and your healing. Continue to bless us, to seal us, to send us into the world glowing and radiant with your spirit upon us, that we might bring the light and love of Jesus to all whom we encounter each and every day. Through the mercy and grace of God we pray. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Amen.